Welcome to Indonesia dan Lain-Lain. The podcast about everything you need to know about Indonesia. I'm Hayat Indriatno, an editor at Monga Bay, the environmental news website, and previously at the Jakarta Globe and the Jakarta Post. I'm Aaron Cook. I used to be at the Jakarta Globe with you. And yes. now I'm at Daimulut Kemulut and just started with Coconuts Jakarta. Awesome. Erin, you're just back from Ubud. Yes, Ubud Riders. Okay, Readers that was festival. It pretty was, awesome. What were you doing there? Um, moderating a couple of panels, which was insane. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is that your first time? Yes, it was scary. All right. But it's worth it for the clout. Also, <laughs> did a panel with um, friends of the pod, Andreas Hasano and oh, Stanley Widianto, which was very cool. Sweet. All right. And Andreas is just, I think he was like the bell of the ball every I was going to say every other person I met there, but it's every other Australian. <laughs> Everyone was kind of like, I know Andreas. I was yeah. like, yeah, we all know Andreas. That's cool. <laughs> and so I'm sure he had some strong opinions about uh, the cabinet. Yes, he yeah. always does. <laughs> um, yeah, he is going to have a busy few years, I think, yeah. unfortunately. Okay, so I, and this is where I, I got to give my mea culpa here. I said in our last episode uh, that uh, I didn't think that Prabowo would uh, – Accept any kind of post in a cabinet. I know, and you convinced me as well. I was pretty on board with the reporting and then yeah. you always sway me. Yeah, so, you know, I thought, you know, it would be below him and it wouldn't be setting him up well for presidency in, mm. in 2024. But lo and behold, our new defense minister is Prabowo Subianto. It is interesting. Um, I'm starting to feel a bit different about 2024 now. Really? But we got five years to have that conversation, right. so we won't get into it now. But, yeah, what? how do you think this is going to go? Because the... The international reporting has been totally damning. Mm-hmm. It's just Jockwee's lost control and Prabowo is going to use this to yes. God knows do what. himself or, yeah. you know, there was this piece in the South China Morning Post by uh, the CSIS's uh, Evan. Yes. Uh, where he, uh, Very smart. Yeah, he says that uh, Prabowo is, you know, sort of ambivalent on China. Mm. Uh, so he really focuses on his China policy. He's been hostile. He's been, uh, you know, less hostile or more pragmatic towards yeah. China. And so... You know, really, it, it raises a good point in that Prabowo is an unknown quantity. Yeah, totally. He's never held this kind of public role, yeah, office before. Yeah. So, you know, it, if this is a, a chance for him to prove, you know, his worth in public office ahead of a potential presidency in, uh, you know, 2024. Yeah. It's interesting. It will be interesting to see before we crack into the rest of the cabinet. Yes. There's 38 spots this year, so. Yeah. Um, oh, 34. Oh, only 34. Yeah. So. Let's get through the rest of the news first and yes, then absolutely. go deep onto this because yeah. I want to ask you about Nadim, okay. <laughs> who I will think I'll probably be obsessed with for the next few years. Yeah. So what else have we missed this week? Okay, so uh, obviously, you know, earlier this year we had a couple of spates of really rather large-scale protests. Okay, the first one was in May. Yes, you know. uh, uh, which our friend Andres came in to talk about. Uh, right, yeah. exactly. So uh, that was in the wake of the announcement of the election results. Yeah. And so there was protests and, you know, they turned pretty violent. In, Extremely uh, violent. Like we knew the protests Jakarta. were going right. to happen, but yeah. I think they ended up being 10 deaths. Yeah, 10 deaths. Uh, most of them were like student protesters. They were people, on you know, minors, right, yeah, under the age of 18. Yeah, out there getting a bit gnarly. Okay, so there's been an update on that. Uh, yeah. I think you know the details, Aaron. Yeah, Communist Harm, which is, oh, how do we translate that? Oh, the National the, Human Rights Commission? Yeah. That's the one. They've uh, been looking into it since May and they've kind of come out. It hasn't been too too damning just yet. Mm-hmm. They've just said, you know, 10 were unlawfully killed. Um, the police are a bit heavy-handed. 
Um, Jakarta police haven't said anything mm. in response yet, and I okay. imagine it'll take a while for that to build into any sort of case right. if it does at all. Yeah, and and you know just. Going by precedent, I, I don't think there's going to be any kind of repercussions yeah. for for those people involved. Uh, you know, the police insisted at the time, the security minister insisted at the time that uh, police were not armed with mm. live ammunition and they were under orders not to fire live ammunition. But clearly, you know, yeah, yeah, people. And there was all this yeah, scary videos of um, you know, young protesters, not necessarily minors, but definitely young-looking mm-hmm. guys kind of sectioned off from everybody else and bashed. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We never, I don't know, they promised they'd look into it. But yeah. Nah. But again, you know, this the culture of accountability in the mm. Indonesian security Infinity. forces is not, uh, you know, it's not that strong. Yeah. yeah. Which is really scary because I think we're about to see it again with the student demos. Yeah. The recent ones. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So there's also been an update on that spate of demos, uh, yes. you know, the one that uh, pretty much sparked by the controversial legislation, the, the KBK yeah. law that, that got passed, the criminal code that, that would have been passed but was not in the end yeah. uh, two protesters were killed two student protesters were killed in, in uh, those demos and those demos were nationwide not yes. like the po- uh, post-election one and these two students they were killed in uh, Kandari in ah uh, uh, yeah, yeah. also there was a couple that died here in Jakarta and two in Kandari is that or uh, three here in Jakarta I am I'm not sure I'm not sure we still have a final total accurate yeah because there is, yeah, there's lots of, uh, you know, confusion about who's responsible for what. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, and right. That's All right, so we'll wait and see on that one. Right. So, yeah, so for in, in the case of the Kandari students, uh, the officers who, you know, responsible for this, yeah. and for the students' death, uh, they were given administrative san- sanctions. Oh, gosh. Which yeah. is, which is nothing. The, what does that mean? Just like sit in the office, don't go out today? Yeah, something like that, pretty much. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know, at the worst, is they get the any scheduled promotions delayed or something. But yeah, that's this is two actual like one, one was eighteen, I think, and right. the other exactly. They were university like, students, young yeah. guys. Ugh. Yeah. So again, you know, just there's never been a good record of, of accountability mm. for these kinds of things. And uh, is think, it getting worse, or is it just that we have two extremely violent outliers this year? I think it's it's a combination of both. I think yeah. because you know these are protests on a scale that we hadn't seen since ninety mm. eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, maybe. Did we see, you know, in 212, or like not, maybe mm-hmm. not 212, but what, some of the other ones around that period, you know how it turned quite uh, violent at night? Did we see any of this sort of no, it, police n- action then? Not to that magnitude, no. Yeah. We didn't see anything like that uh, on that magnitude. And I think, yeah, it's a combination of, you know, the police haven't had to deal with anything this big before. That's interesting, like a whole new a generation of exactly. law enforcement who haven't yeah. seen it. So that in 20 years, right? Yeah, so yeah. So obviously it'd be a whole new generation, except for Ruranto, of course, who stuck around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's a combination of that. And I think the police response was a bit too heavy-handed. I mean, Kamnasam said so. Yeah. Uh, everyone's pretty much said so. so well, I just, think even at the time, uh, then, what was his title? General Tito? no. Tito, the police T- chief, yeah. Police chief Tito. Yeah. Even then he was like, ooh, hold on, guys. This mm. is a bit out of hand. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I hope we get a better news update on that very, yeah. very soon. Yeah. So, yeah, there's only so much that that, that you can do in, in terms of uh, avoiding culpability for mm. these kinds of things before popular anger, anger really, you know, yeah, takes over. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you get away with killing kids, that yeah. can't last too exactly. long. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, Lion Air. So yesterday, yes. we're recording this Wednesday night because I was Wednesday, late. Wednesday, October the 30th. Yeah. And yesterday was exactly one year anniversary yes. 
of JT610. Yeah, JT610. So, yeah. Um, and uh, prior to that, just a few days prior to that, uh, the Indonesian National Transportation Safety Committee uh, issued their report mm-hmm. uh, on the accident. Uh, so, basically, they outlined seven factors for um, the crash. And among the factors were, you know, um, equipment that hadn't been properly calibrated or, or fixed uh, or repaired or maintained. And, Ooh, but does the, that make that a line air problem rather than a bottom? Uh, no, that, that was sort of buried down in the report. The yep. main takeaway from the report was that uh, the MCAS uh, system that was mm. supposed to keep the plane from uh, stalling in midair, yep. uh, that was to blame. So that was pretty much just overwhelming the pilots. And I, I believe the they had like a... The report found that they had a four-second window in which to respond to, oh, to this God. system, and yep. I mean, just think about it. It's 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 a system that pushes the nose of the plane down because the sensor uh, senses that it's heading too high up, and and, and oh, therefore God. at risk of stall. And the problem is that the sensors were giving faulty readings, yeah, and that's. Yep. And so the planes just kept pushing on down, pushing on down. Yeah. And that's why it nosedived into the sea the way it did. Oh, that is awful. I don't think I'll ever get over it. New York Times did some absolutely brilliant reporting on this mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, uh, right after they released the the transcript from the black box. Mm-hmm. And he, you can hear there's parts of the transcription where the yeah. pilot is praying. I'm like, right. I don't Oh God, it's just awful. Right. So they they uh, the MCAS system that they released, they didn't actually give the the pilots any training on this because uh. they, it was just sort of supposed to be a, a supplemental upgrade. Yeah. Right. No right. big deal. So yeah. So no big deal. So uh, no extra training was was deemed necessary. Yeah. And it was a bit close. So. Yeah. So that's a problem. And I think the FAA uh, is has been found to be sort of derelict in its own duty of regulating yeah. uh, this passenger plane. Obviously. Planes like Boeing have to be approved and regulated by the FAA. Yeah, the by US. those guys before it gets here, yeah. sort of thing. But the FAA pretty much left that task up to Boeing's engineers. <laughs> so regulate yourselves, basically, and and this is what we get. So uh, yep, yeah, it's, it's tragic. And uh, you know, on a personal note, uh, one of those uh, people who died on the on the plane that day was uh, he, he was a friend of ours from from the Jakarta Globe. He was an intern for us at one point. Oh, wow, well, uh, Joshua. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, b- I believe we're all very, pretty much, very fond of him. He he went on to uh, law school after interning with us. Yeah. Um, he was uh, immensely, you know, bright guy. He was um, he was cheerful. He pretty much lit up the room. And then I had the pleasure of assigning uh, several stories to him, and uh, I found his work awesome. And uh, sort of lost touch after his internship. Yep. So um, I I don't know what he was doing after that. But uh, the next thing I heard about him was that. Yeah, front page of Tempo. Yeah, no, the messed up thing is there was his ID card floating in the in the debris, <gasps> oh, and, and they were yeah. beaming it on TV. And so, yeah, I thought that's the Indonesian media for you. That's it's very distasteful, that, but yeah. you know, but at least I got to know that you know he was. Yeah, that was him. That he was there. That's really yeah dark, isn't it? Yeah. So I uh, know we should have a conversation about how Indonesian media covers this sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, very trust TV one to, to to start playing. You know, leaving on a jet plane every time. Something oh, jeez! I kid you not. They do this. That's TV one for you. Yeah, yeah. that is enough. Yeah, it's not even a good song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible song. And so Boeing, uh, I believe on the anniversary, they took out uh, a two full-page ads in the um, Jakarta Post, uh, mm. pretty much saying we won't forget and we apologize and we're grieving with you and that sort of thing. It's interesting to me that they chose the Jakarta Post because that seems very much at targeted at business people rather than 
actual right. well, regular uh, well, every day. I, I saw it in the Jakarta Post. I'm not sure if, if maybe if maybe Kompas Kompas or whatever. Or, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, in the Jakarta Post, anyway, it was it was bilingual. So one page yeah. was oh, in English, right. the other yeah. was in Indonesian, and so. Yeah, I saw a great video with uh, BBC Indonesia last week right when they'd released the Indonesian report Mm -hmm. and it was devastating. It was just um, speaking with a man whose son had been on the flight Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how Lion Air and Boeing had both promised all this money Mm -hmm. and he hadn't seen any of this money yet and he was angry that they'd made these promises and hadn't followed through but then just broke down. Like it doesn't matter how much money they give me. Yeah. don't know why I care. Yeah. My son's never coming home. Like, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I don't know. I mean, it would be wild to see some actual resolution on yes, this, I think. Yes, absolutely. So I, I believe the, the total compensation figure for the Indonesian victims, because they, they obviously they, they have to compensate the Ethiopian yeah. Arabic, uh, victims as well. I think for Indonesia it's like 700 billion I, uh, rupiah. Yeah. I'm not sure how much that is in USD. It's probably about 50. Yeah, that's a lot. Maybe 50 million USD, something like that. Yeah. <gasps> We used to always know these yeah. conversions. Yeah, back when it was ten thousand to, <laughs> to ten thousand repeated dollars, such an easy conversion to make. So yeah, so something like that. So um, for the number of people killed, like two hundred something. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems inadequate. It does, doesn't it? It's, yeah, it's dark, especially when you consider that it was their system pretty much yeah. that, that was at fault. And and I think Lion Air is going to really struggle to come back properly it, from from that. Right. Like, I don't know. It's not like Lion Air had the best reputation right, anyway. Exactly. But it's interesting that this isn't their fault. Right. But there is no chance I'm getting on a Lion Air flight ever again. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's, it's, yeah. and they're uh, one of the biggest uh, customers for the Boeing mm. 737 Max, which yeah. is the, the, uh, the plane with the MCAS system in it. And so, yeah, just, uh, I, I'm being wary about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they say they've got software patches to fix it and everything. Oh, fuck but, that. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, let's move on. Let's see. Uh, let's we've not got? dwell too Ooh, much. Oh, we got this. a bit of Jakarta budget news, which is usually not the most interesting thing on earth, but I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, glue. Glue. I love it. Oh my god, glue. How many kids are getting high right now in <laughs> West Jakarta? So West Jakarta, West, and you said it's specifically primary yeah, schools. Primary as well, schools in West Jakarta. Which so it's not even every school kid in West Jakarta. It's specifically primary right. schools. Okay, so so the context for this is that the Jakarta administration, which is required to publish it, its uh, budget uh, on the on its yes. website. Um, it, oh, sorry, it published the uh, budget, and people noticed like some crazy outlays. Yeah. So, so I think it, this one was picked up by PSI City Councilor. Right. Uh, what's his name? William Aditya Sarana. Yeah. Sarana. Yep. Um, which just goes to show that you really need to have city councillors combing this yes. shit through. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what's the uh, – oh, my gosh. So it's 82.8 billion rupiah, which right. converts to 5.9 million US. Yeah. On glue. For primary schools for- <laughs> in West Jakarta. And the idea is that they that each student would get two pots of it every month. Yeah. Well, what are they? I, I don't know. I mean, it's not there. like Western credit kids aren't don't already get high. <laughs> um, shout out to Lisa. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's it's insane. And then uh, the I believe they've rolled out several excuses. You know, this is preliminary, or yeah. uh, it was a typo, or something like that. And uh, they've they've taken it down from the website now. It's no yeah. Longer right. Accessible. They've just. Yeah, and then also, uh, in addition to the glue, there was also the five billion for influencers to uh, foreign influencers to say how much they love Jakarta. Yes, exactly. I would really like to know 
what counts as an influencer? Yeah. And how do I get on that list? Okay. Yeah. I, we, we're going to talk about influencers a bit <laughs> later on. Because, um, yeah. It's, do you it's really want to be an influencer? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, is this going to, do you think that this is just a bizarre oversight or is this going to come out one day as somebody, somebody owns a glue factory? Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I, yep. You know, I mean, let's face it, the Jakarta administration has been self-dealing for years and years mm. and years. And uh, with the complicity of the city council, they've been allowed to get away with yep. it because no one in the city council was serving as a watchdog. Yeah, until PSI gets here. Until the PSI gets here and the PSI, uh, it's, uh, I think it's a combination of the PSI being uh, vigilant as well as the PSI just hating Anis. Yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. Like, I don't know, hateful Oh God, my brain's broken. Yeah. Hateful vigilance is still vigilance. Yes, good on exactly. Them. And it's probably the best kind of vigilance because yeah. then you can just dredge <laughs> You're up really everything. going for it, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so they're, they're going after Anis and yeah, he's not in a good space right now. Is this, uh, oh no, I won't bring it up. Is this similar to the UPS? Was that what it was? The freaking... Oh, the UPS scandal. That, that was oh. a that was a corruption case. That was a different sort of th- thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that was misappropriation. This is that was a Jakarta budget deep cut for yes. the listeners. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will not go back there. We will not revisit it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how Anis wiggles out of this. You know, the man is. He's Where a silver-tongued villain. Been? You know? I've not seen him for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Oh, he's around. He's promoting bicycles and whatnot. Oh, good. Saving the city. Good on him. Uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. I reckon Jocko's probably given out more bicycles <laughs> than he will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Oh, God. Speaking of, shall we jump into his cabinet? Yeah, let's get Jokowi in the Indonesia Advanced Cabinet. So there's, there's a new uh, name, yeah. obviously. I kept thinking it's Cabinet Kosher, but it's not anymore. It's not anymore. So now it's we're moving from Work Cabinet to Advanced Cabinet. Were there any surprises? I, I know that we you were surprised by Prabo, and yes, that yes. made me surprised. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that you were like, what? Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't like to see the return of Yasona. Yeah, that was a Yasuna weird one. Yasona is a justice and human rights, a law and human rights minister. And it seems very um, uh, just taking advantage. Like he'd been elected to, into the DPR. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Jocko was like, oh, do you want to come back? He's like, oh, okay, I'll just forget everybody who voted for me Yeah, and come back. That's a bit, Yeah, I don't and like that. Basically, pretty much after he single-handedly set the, lit the fire mm. for, for the protests, right? Uh, yeah. of, uh, against the KPK law and against the criminal code uh, bill. So that was pretty much him, his doing. And yeah. then he, okay, he's he's lit the fire and now he's, he's back again. Yeah. And we have seen a few smaller, much, much smaller demonstrations yes. this yeah. week, at least. Yeah. Do you expect to see a lot more of that? And will they single him out specifically? Oh, for sure they will because he's yeah. the government's point man for like the criminal code and, and yeah, right. a ton of other bills that are, that are really being, you know, trying to be rammed through the house. Yeah. And so, yeah, his was, you know, one that I didn't really uh, like to see. Yep. Uh, obviously, there was, you know, way out of the box decision, Nadi Makarin. Yeah. Founder and CEO of Gojek. Yeah, I... I kind of wasn't surprised to see him in cabinet. I was surprised to see him in the new 
combo ministry of education, education. and culture. Yeah, exactly. So actually, what? education and culture was its own ministry before oh, Jacobi split it? it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. SBY deep cut. Oh, I've got to stop saying deep cuts. Sorry. Yeah. Listening to a lot of Bodega <laughs> Boys. Um, yeah, right. So uh, how does that, how has that historically worked? That The education? So yeah, is it supposed to be like a, these two are as, as important as each other, so... Education and culture. Yeah, they, they've traditionally gone hand in hand, and then Jokowi split them up to put in culture with tourism, and then yeah. now it's, it's back again. Uh, and so what's really interesting about Nadim, uh, he's not exactly someone versed in academia. No, I've been loving some of the analysis, particularly Jakarta Post actually right. has done a really good job of reaching out to academics and mm-hmm. people in the sector, and it has overwhelmingly been... Oh, like, oh, we're going to wait and see, but we're yeah. not happy. Whereas everyone in the tech sector they've spoken to is like, yes, yeah. good on him. Like, oh. But you know what? I, I, I'm inclined to cheer this decision because you know what? I think it'll be interesting if nothing else. This is the man they gave us Gojek for crying out loud. This is the man they gave Change us Change the world. Exactly. Yep. yep. So, you know, if anyone can, you know, shake up Indonesia's uh, stilted mm. uh, education system, yep. it's got to be him. Ah, uh, this is interesting. I thought you'd be a lot more cynical than this. Oh, no, for sure. I, I totally support this move. Uh, you know, because, you know, he was speaking to reporters after his inauguration. Yeah. Uh, he was saying uh, he wasn't chosen because he's got any kind of expertise in education. Yep. Uh, but he was chosen because his field is looking at the future and planning for it. Uh, that's a nice line, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yep. I believe he said, kerja saya itu melihat masa depan. My work yep. is to see the future. And... Totally. The man is a visionary. I, yep. I'll give it to him. He's younger than me and, you know. <laughs> um, and my wife says I look like him. Uh, she's Do being I? nice to you, I think. Yeah, no. What? <laughs> He's a looker. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I totally support this movie. Yep. Uh, you do actually a little bit. I think it's the glasses. You got the same glasses. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I totally support it. I mean, this is a guy who grew up, uh, he went to school in Singapore. He mm. went to college in the States. So, uh He's, Not too much hands-on experience just yet. So, but maybe that's the great thing. Maybe you yeah. need a total outsider to shake it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit worried. Like, I'm also, I'm super excited to see what happens next. I am worried by the gig economy was really mm-hmm. established by Gojek, Gojek yes. specifically, yes. and then and then Grab came and then in, Grab yeah. came in. Um, it worries me a little bit that you've got the person who's did that now shaping, I don't know, the future of human capital in Indonesia. But I also don't think that means everybody's going to become... Gig workers? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it's it's that really. I, I think, uh, you know, for, for someone like him to to come along to... It's it's about changing mindsets, really, yep. rather than, than preparing a vocation right, for people. Right, it's more of a yeah. shaking up bureaucracy and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And yep. I think what makes it perfect is, that, you know, the guy's a millionaire several times over, right? He yeah. may even be a billionaire. I don't know. Gojek is valued at what ten billion something. Yeah. Like so, education uh, constitutionally is required to get twenty uh, percent of the national budget. Yep. So this huge scope for corruption there. Yep. Yep. Nadim is not going to take a cent. This, if you want to get someone in, into the cabinet who's not going to corrupt, you get someone who's rich. Yep. That's not a bad point. It. And who's has a global profile that would be exactly completely destroyed exactly. by that. Yep. Yeah. That is a very very good point. Actually, that's yep. interesting. Okay, all right, you've convinced me. I mean, I was convinced anyway. I love him <laughs> and his product, but. Yeah. All right, what else? I don't know. I was, I'm interested in the, uh, you have a take on the uh, vice minister the in deputy religious, ministers. deputy. 
Yes. Yeah, so but I'm interested in there's an, a religious. Oh God, no. Oh, my brain is broken. So religious ministry, but a military guy in it. Yeah. So can you? I think the, rash, that? the I rationale was that uh, okay, uh, Jacoby's getting them. A military general, yet another one, into his cabinet. Uh, oh, look at the eyebrows on him. Yeah. The man is Razi. Oh, right. by the way, he is tight with, uh, with the fu- uh, porn fugitive in Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. Is it Shihab? Yeah, totally. Oh, yes. no. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he's, he's said it and uh, he's admitted oh, it. Oh, do you reckon he's coming back? No. No. no I doubt it. I doubt All it. All right. Uh, but anyway, uh, so this, uh, the general uh, Fakrol is uh, supposed to be, you know, a um, very, you know, stern type of general. Mm. Uh, and Jacoby brought him in in the rationale that uh, to root out uh, radicalism. See, that's interesting to me. Is is that usually the, the scope of the religious ministry? Because I always thought it was like, deal with Hajj, that's your thing. Well, uh, Islamic education is is part of the yeah right. Remit, so, do pesantren so. fall under that rather than education? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, so the pesantren are administered by uh, the religious affairs ministry. So, yeah. So, in terms of you know uh, looking over their curriculum and, yeah. and what's being taught, what 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 the indoctrination is, right? So, this, he would be in charge of that. Yeah. yeah. And is that a is this a good move or is this a putting a bit of a band aid on a bullet wound? So to speak, um, geez, that was a bit naff. But it, you know, theoretically, it's a good move if you if you want to tackle radicalism. Mm. Which you know, personally, I don't think radicalism is as bad a problem as the government is making it out to be. Yep. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, it's not a good move because the man is supposed to be the minister for religious affairs, so all religions, everyone. Yeah. And if his focus, if he's been put in the post simply because he he can root out radicalism in Islam. Then what's he doing for the other religions? Yeah, yep. Right? What and, about the Catholics? And it's not like we've got a tolerance uh, surf, surplus mm, here in yep. Indonesia. So, yeah, I, I would have preferred someone, you know, dare I say it's more secular in that post. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and the deputy, what's your Yeah, the deputy. Okay, so, you know, the last religious minister was from the PPP, the United Development Party. Um Obviously, he was uh, implicated, n- never charged though, in, or not yet charged yep. uh, uh, in the corruption case. Uh, his predecessor was also from the PPP. He was arrested uh, yeah, and so jailed in a corruption case. And the a deputy minister there. now is also from the PPP. He was previously a legislator. And he's also a deputy chairman of the MUI. So hyper-connected to Vice President Maro Yes, Fermin. yeah. Right. And also uh, apparently a, a f- huge fan of Pornhub. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Because uh, Indonesian Twitter users, being what they are, um, vigilantes. Uh, Indonesian Twitter users, yeah, probably knew where Bin Laden was before Obama did. Exactly. They can <laughs> work shit out. Yes. So anyway, they f- they looked at his Twitter feed and they saw that in his likes column, uh, oh, no. apparently he liked a whole bunch of tweets from Pornhub. What's his taste? Did we get a bit of an insight there? Yeah, cams. It? He likes cam girls apparently. Oh. Yeah. And then those are like the most exploited like section yeah. of, of the porn industry, right? Isn't that, yeah, it's stealing yeah. other people's work. Yeah, <laughs> re-uploading it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, he liked a whole bunch of this, uh, these things, and then when it was pointed out, uh, people took screenshots. Obviously, they kept receipts. <laughs> uh, he had the usual excuses, you know, my account was hacked, and uh, I don't actually manage my own account. I have my own admin team, and then, oh no, you know, just to prove his innocence, he locked his account and made it private. Yep. So. Yep. You can't see it. Uh, Straight to lockdown. Oh, uh, yuck, yeah. that's embarrassing. So, you know, you've got a former minister from the PPP who was jailed. You've got another f- 
former minister from mm-hmm. the PPP who was uh, implicated in a case, ongoing case, by the way. And you've got now the deputy minister also from the PPP who's maybe not as holy as, as he's yeah. made out to be. Maybe don't get any religious ministers, deputy ministers from the PPP. How about that? Let them clean up first and then yes. come back to the game. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So we should be keeping an eye on this bloke. Yes. All right. Yeah. But even more so than this bloke is another deputy minister. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. I think you know who I'm talking about, right? I'm not even going to try to say her full name. It's just one that I can't do. It's Angela Tano Sudibio. Yeah. So Angela Does Tano. Does she go by Tano? Yeah. Yeah. Angela, <laughs> Angela Tano is 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 a daughter of um, Harry Tano, the media conglomerate, uh, the media mogul. Yes, and he's been very interesting the last few years. He's was trying to make some moves. Stopped trying to make moves. Right. So what's anyway, he up to now? So Harry Tano, just uh, for some context, he's the head of the Perindo Party, mm-hmm. the United Indonesia Party Perindo. Um, and they supported Jokowi in this last election, yep. but they didn't get enough seats, uh, enough votes to get seats in yeah, the house. Yeah, take the seat. Yeah. So I guess is you know Jokowi threw them a bone with this uh, post of deputy minister. But the messed up thing is, is deputy minister of tourism, and deputy minister of tourism obviously is it's meant to you know regulate uh, building of resorts and, and tourism sites and that sort of thing. Yeah. Angela is an executive in one of her father's companies that is actually working with a Trump organization. Yeah. And they're building two resorts here in uh, one in uh, West Java in Lido. It's just outside uh, Jakarta in Bogor, and the other is in Bali. Yes, and and we haven't. This was a huge story about two years ago, I guess, when when Trump really came in. Mm-hmm. But um, is there much of an update here? Are they? Well, I suppose things are going to get much smoother now. But I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Junior was was, oh, was in town for recently. a pre-launch uh, for the sales uh, for the you know condos, the high end, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the project is going ahead, but it's just worrying that mm. an executive from the company that's in charge of these resorts is now in charge of uh, policy yeah, what is regarding these resorts. Was there just not enough other Tano-linked people to name? Why her? I don't know. Well, any tunnel link uh, person in that house would have been uh, problematic, and, you know, especially her. Mm. But I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Uh, He supported Jokowi, and and he expects something in return, and he's getting it. Yeah, and he's been interesting because there was talk for a while there that he'd probably try to run for Prez in 2024. That seems to have dropped off a lot. You know, he did uh, in in 2014. Yeah. He was a vice presidential candidate. With Wuranto. Oh, God. Yeah. What did you wear? The, yeah, they, they dropped out. But I, I'll be honest here. I don't think Indonesia is ready yet for an uh, ethnic yeah. Chinese uh, candidate, mm-hmm. whether vice presidential or, or presidential. Yeah. Which I, I think is pretty sad because I'm, I'm totally rooting for Ahok to <laughs> run for office oh, one of God, these days. Oh, God, imagine that. Yeah. Yep. Well, so does that make uh, Angela one of the – there's been a lot of talk about who is represented, right. I suppose, in the cabinet. Yeah. Um, we don't have any Chinese Indonesians or Papua as ministers. Born no, as ministers. So we do have one Chinese Indonesian, Angela, in, in as a deputy so she, minister. So is she the only, at least high profile one? Uh, there is a uh, Papua man in, 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 as a deputy minister. I am. I, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know no, which. No, sorry. Post I put you on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's twelve of them. So um, there's twelve deputy ministers, and uh, he's he's one of them. Um, but within the ranks of the ministers themselves. Mm. There are no pop ones. There was yeah. one uh, women's affairs minister uh, uh, last time around. Yeah. Uh, now there are none. Uh, there are no Chinese Indonesians. Yeah. Uh, were there any the last time around? Uh, uh, I, I can't think. I don't know. 
I feel like that's a hot thing to just be like, oh, it might have yeah. been. <laughs> well, we got our promised millennial though, I suppose. Yeah, we got Nadim. And, uh, but uh, last time around, the previous cabinet, five, uh, sorry, eight women. Dropped down to five. Dropped down to five, right, yeah. And that's a worry. I still think Sri Mulyani, uh, finance minister Sri Mulyani yep. Indra, yeah, Indra Wadi. Jeez, mm-hmm. I must have said your last name. Um, <laughs> and uh, foreign minister Retno Masudi. Yeah. Will still be two of the most yeah. prominent, um, but without Boo Susi, formerly in fisheries, yeah, that's so, a big hit. Yeah, that was like you know people were practically mourning; they were grieving because Susie was no longer in cabinet. Yeah, the amount of uh, cry face emojis thrown yeah. at her on Twitter was unbelievable. Like I don't think there's anywhere in the world that you'd get a foreign a fisheries minister yeah. who's who people know the name of, let alone feel that yeah, way about exactly. She made yeah, a big difference. A badass woman, you know, tattooed, smoking, oh. drinking a cup of tea on, on board a ship while yeah. watching other ships blow up. <laughs> God damn, it's what an icon! And yeah. then now her replacement is someone who's with not really any experience in no in fisheries. is is actually a deputy to um, Prabowo himself. Yeah, which is yeah. and his name is Prabowo, Eddie Prabowo. Is that going to be maybe like yeah. a shift away from because like. Bruce did have her problems initially with mm-hmm. fishing communities, but by the end seemed to be, yeah, seemed to get everybody on board. Uh, is that a shift away from policy within the, like the priority? I think it Maybe is back towards defense, or I think it is because if if you look at the the foreign ministries at least the foreign ministries uh, list of you know policy priorities for for the coming term, uh, they don't mention the maritime fulcrum anymore. Oh. Do you remember that? Yes, relentlessly. Like yeah. it's bummer and. Um, very shocked it's not there anymore, but oh right. my God. So the Mar- Maritime ful- uh, Fulcrum was basically to, uh, gotta hate that word, leverage <laughs> Indonesia's uh, standing as, as a maritime nation. So they were going to build uh, ports and, and what they call sea tolls. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. What is a sea toll? I don't know. I think it started off with a lot of excitement yeah. and then 18 months later, Jockey was all about, tra- um, God, roads. Yeah. yeah. Roads up. and airports, yeah. yeah. He, he moved on to that real quick. So basically, uh, yeah, definitely there's been a focus away from the maritime aspect yep. of, of this administration, and they're looking more towards uh, land-based infrastructure and, and investments, obviously, yeah. and then yep. human capital, building up human capital. All right, let's 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 leave it there because that's actually a really good story, and I might yeah. steal that for my diplomat column next <laughs> week because that is very interesting. Okay. Oh, all right, well... I don't know. Let's give it another week and see if we've got any big news from yeah from our new faces. Yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping tabs on the deputy religious affairs minister Zainut Ta- yeah. Tauhid. If you're looking for him on Twitter, Zainut Tauhid. Uh, let's see if he's unlocked his uh, Twitter account anytime soon. God, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, terrible. I um stumbled across a Twitter porn account once, <laughs> and the only follower you know how it tells you like who you follow that follows yeah. that account. Yeah, was a. F- Extremely prominent, prominent at the time, opposition member of the Malaysian opposition. Oh, no. Holy smokes! Wow. And okay. I wish I DM'd him just for a heads <laughs> up because now it might be a bit easier to interview them. But whatever, we'll leave it there. Okay. All right. Do we want to say? Uh, or Karen is officially cancelled. I'd love to say that. God, I'd love to say <laughs> that. Uh, you know, I've I've been rooting for her to be cancelled since she came on the scene. No. I always loved her because I think she's hilarious. She had that song with Young Lex, whom I love. Um, that's about it. But yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. 
Yeah, so basically, you know. So when she showed up at the demos, I was extremely team Karen. Right, and you were totally girl crushing on her, and I was hesitant, and I've been proven right. I've been vindicated because it's come to light that, you know, she's been using illustrations and artworks and, and other sorts of, you know, creative content. And she certainly wouldn't be the first influencer to do that, yeah. but she is probably the most malicious to then. Yeah, because she turned on one of these illustrators and she said, you know, Nadia. I've got lawyers. Nadia, let's give Nadia a proper shout out because yeah. I think she deserved it. Deserves it. Nadia, Ru sorry, Wi-Fi. <laughs> Nadia Risky. Yeah. Risky. So I, I believe the latest. She's incredible. The incredible latest work. update from her. She, she's deleted all her tweets, mm. Nadia. And uh, I, th I think she sent out a DM that, that someone screenshotted that says, uh, it's official. I'm going to be sued. She's suing me. She says she's going to sue me. So Al Karin is going to sue her. I'm not sure Al Karin hasn't said anything to, her, to that effect Yeah, yet, she's been very quiet on her. Yeah. Like I, I checked her Instagram um, because I'm obsessed right before we started recording. She was just chilling at Union in yeah. Sinai, and so I don't think she's too stressed. <laughs> well, um, she's got lawyers, that's right, right? She's got lawyers. Yeah. She's got lawyers. Well, I don't know. So, she's yeah, you, but if anything, you know, we've, form. we've seen screenshots of, of her work ripping off other yeah. content makers. And, and, you know, the accusations are that she's a thief, she's a liar, and now it's pretty apparent that she's a cyber bully. And yep, yep, that's true. She, you know what? It's if she's been doing this for years, it's it's, it's habitual. And there, I said it. Uh, you know, Al Karin is a habitual. <laughs> um, oh dear. Okay. Well, rest in peace, Al Karin, the yeah. very short-lived National Palawan, yeah. Palawan National. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, let's let's not go out on a on a bummer like that. So she. Can we brand her our villain of the week? Yes. In which case, we've got a hero of the week. Can I nominate someone? Oh, please. Ari Susanti. Oh, no. Freaking Spider Woman. Did you see that climb? You know, uh, Ari Susanti, obviously. Is this one? And she did it within seconds or something. Within, less than. Less than seven seconds. The first woman to ever do that rock climb. Uh, it, was, it was the world championships. Uh, she was up against a Chinese uh, competitor. I totally forget the Chinese competitor's name. Um, they all sound the same to me. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, she ran up that thing like she was being pulled up by Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Or in her case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, oh, you she had that just, one planned. Yeah. That is incredible. Good on her. So she went up to 6.995 seconds. The first time a woman has ever broken the seven second barrier. Yep. And it was amazing. Yeah, right. That world championship. That makes her world champion and that makes her like awesome. And she definitely didn't steal it off other people no. on social media. Good on her. Yeah, good on her. And she did it while, you know, wearing a hijab. You know, yeah. there's lots of controversy, you know, women shouldn't be wearing hijab wearing sports because it, you know, reduces mobility or whatever it is. Freaking world champion mm. under seven seconds. What, what was her name again? Sorry? Aris Susanti. Aris Susanti. Yeah, All right. remember so that name. I'm going to yeah. YouTube that as soon as we're done here. That is, yeah. that is very cool. It's seven seconds. I mean, oh my God. And, and I... That's too fast. Like, that must look freaky. It, it looks so... She made it look so easy. It was so fluid. It's like she was just crawling over flat ground. Yeah. Oh, that's creeps me out a little bit. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can understand why they call her the spider woman, because yeah. the way she did it. She nailed it. God. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, that's amazing. good. That's a bit uplifting after... Yeah. Oh, Karen broke my heart. Yeah. Well, we totally need these kinds of, you know, role models, for, definitely for... You know, to balance out the celebgrams and whatnot. Because those guys are toxic. <laughs> I know, but I love them. <laughs> and also, just before we wrap up right now, I do want to say um, a special shout out to Nadifa Suwandi from Bali, who came up to me at oh, Ubud and okay. said that he's a big fan of 
what we're doing here, which is very cool. So awesome. thank you. Thank you. Um, and see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. All right. So, yeah, we'll get back to you next week. I'm into this villains and heroes thing. Let's do this Yeah, let's again. do that. Let's, yeah, let's make that I regular. think we'll have a lot of villains. We'll yeah. have to find more yeah. sports stars. All right. We'll work it out. <laughs> All right. Sama jumpa. Duh. Indonesia Down Line Line is a production of Gentle Media. Our producers are Lisa Siragar, Christabel Pilar, and Budi Dharmawan. Our editor is Satria Utomo. Tada! Sampai jumpa!